Canto 12, Chapter 13 The Glories of Srimad Bhagavatam Sutta said, I offer him my obeisances, the Godhead, who in arrangements of mantras from the Vedas, their limbs, and the Upanishads with transcendental prayers, is praised by Brahma, Indra, Rudra, and the children of heaven, the Godhead, about whom the Samaveda chanters are singing, the Godhead, upon whom the yogis who see him in their minds concentrate in meditation, he whose end is not known to anyone among the enlightened and unenlightened souls. The Supreme Personality of Godhead in the form of a tortoise became sleepy from the scratching edges of the stones of Mandara mountain that most heavily rotated upon his back. May all of you be protected by the winds that are the traces left behind by the flow of his breathing and by the ceaseless tides of the ebb and flow of the water that up to the present day follows the example of his in and outgoing breath. Please listen now to a summation of the number of verses of the Puranas, what the purpose is of its subject matter, how the book should be given as a gift, what the glory of that gift-giving is, and what the blessing is of the reading and such of this text. The Brahma Purana has 10,000 verses, the Padma Purana counts 55,000, the Sri Vishnu Purana 23,000, and the Shiva Purana 24,000. The Srimad Bhagavatam counts 18,000 verses, the Narada Purana has 25,000, the Markandeya Purana 9,000, and the Agni Purana 15,400 verses. The Bhavishya Purana has 14,500 verses. The Brahma Vaivarta Purana counts 18,000 and the Linga Purana 11,000 verses. The Varaha Purana offers 24,000 verses. The Skanda Purana 81,100 and the Vamana Purana is described in 10,000 verses. The Kurma Purana is described in 17,000 verses. The Matya Purana has 14,000 of them, the Garuda Purana next has 19,000 verses, and the Brahmanda Purana counts 12,000 verses. In sum, the Puranas are thus expressed in 400,000 verses. 18,000 of them constitute, as said, the Bhagavatam. This tale of wisdom was by the Supreme Personality of Godhead out of mercy for the first time in its entirety revealed to Brahma, who, fearful of a material existence, sat upon the lotus that grew from his navel. From the beginning to the end, filled with accounts about renunciation, it delights the saintly and godly souls with the nectar of its many narrations about the Lord's pastimes. With beatitude or eternal happiness by emancipation in devotional service as its one ultimate goal, it has as its prime subject the one reality without a second, the essence of all Vedanta philosophy that is characterized by the non-difference of the absolute impersonal truth Brahman and the one personal soul Atma. He who gives the Bhagavatam as a gift on the day of the full moon in the month Bhadra, August, September, in its full glory as the king of all literature seated on a golden throne in the constellation of Leo, reaches the supreme destination. 
other collections of classical stories are prominent in the assembly of the saintly only, for as long as the great ocean of nectar, that is the Bhagavatam, is not heard. The Srimad Bhagavatam constitutes the essence of all Vedanta philosophy. Someone who found satisfaction from the taste of that nectar will never feel attracted to anything else. Of all Puranas, this one is like what the Ganges means in relation to all rivers flowing towards the sea, what Achuta, the infallible one, means in relation to all deities, and what Shambhu, Shiva, means in relation to all Vaishnavas. Just as unsurpassed Kashi, Binaras, is among all holy places, Srimad Bhagavatam is matchless among all the Puranas, O Brahmins. Srimad Bhagavatam is the spotless Purana most dear to the Vaishnavas in which the perfectly pure and supreme spiritual knowledge is celebrated of none but the best devotees. Therein the freedom from all fruit of labor is revealed together with the therewith associated knowledge, detachment and devotion that will deliver the person who in consideration of the transcendence with his devotional service manages to listen and exercise the mantras the way it should. I meditate upon the incomparable torchlight of the immortal supreme immaculate pure truth free from sorrow who long ago revealed this transcendental knowledge to the deity who transferred it to Narada the great sage who delivered it by means of his personal form to Krishna Dvaipayana Vyasa, who next handed it down to the king of the yogis Shukadeva, who on his turn was as merciful to reveal it to Parikshit, the grace of the fortunate one. I offer him my obeisances, the supreme personality of God at Lord Vasudeva, the supreme witness who mercifully explained this story, this science to Brahma, the deity who desired liberation. I offer him my obeisances, the king of the yogis, Shukadeva Goswami, the personal manifestation of the absolute truth, who freed Parikshit, the grace of Vishnu, who was bitten by the snake of material existence. O Lord of Lords, you are our master. Therefore, please make it so that we, life after life, may rise up in bhakti at your feet. I offer my obeisances to him, the Supreme Lord, whose congregational chanting of the Holy Name destroys all sins, and to whom bowing down, all misery finds its end. Thus, the twelfth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam ends, named the Age of Deterioration. With this last canto, the story of the fortunate one ends, the Bhagavata Purana, also known as the Srimad Bhagavatam and the Paramahamsa Samhita. All glories to the Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya Parampara of the foregoing Vaishnava Acharyas, headed by Lord Gauranga, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who by their commentaries, translations, bhajans and lectures made this presentation possible and brought the full of the Vaishnava culture to the humble Western servant of Krishna, Anandadar Prabhu, who in truth is never finished with his work.